Let's be honest. Life's hard sometimes. We get discouraged, struggle in our faith, and it's easy to feel alone. Despite how you might feel sometimes, know that God's got your back. And so do we. Vision's prayer line team are ready to pray for whatever you're going through. Text your prayer request to 0401 132 888 and we will be praying for you. Or click prayerline at vision.org.au. That's 0401 132 888 or vision.org.au. It's another way Vision is helping you look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. I mean, first of all, I I sat there and I was watching it because social media is so prominent now. And I'm watching it just go from Germany, Japan, the US. You know, I had people, friends in the US saying, you're in the New York Times. You're on shows over here. And I just sat back and thought, this is incredible. This one little video that I never thought would go anywhere. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, at Christmas time in 2017, a man walked up to a counter at the Melbourne airport and out of the corner of his eye, he saw a flight attendant turn on a microphone to make what he thought would be a routine announcement. But to his astonishment, what he heard instead was a beautiful a cappella rendition of a Christmas carol to the delight of all who were there and to all who saw the video that went viral. It opened up some surprising opportunities for the singer airline employee, including an audition for The Voice TV program and a possible fairy tale ending. Today, we'll hear Bethany Stagg's story and the surprising story behind her Christmas Carol video. She's having a chat with Eric Scatterbo in our Melbourne studios. Welcome to the program, Bethany Stagg. Thank you, Eric. I'm so happy to be here. Glad to have you with us, and I just loved seeing that video, and I loved the expression on the guy's face. He had to do a double take, because you know, you're not expecting that. No, not at all. I guess it may never have happened in a lounge before. And, you know, you see someone go up to a microphone, PAs happen all the time, you think you're going to hear just a generic airport announcement. And then a beautiful Christmas carol. Well, let's find out the story behind that. Sure. What led up to that? Singing has always been my number one passion. I love it. And joining now, I would Christmas. imagine that you don't get a lot of opportunities <laughs> well, no. being a flight attendant. But no. actually, actually, you're not a flight attendant. No, I'm not. And I will correct you there. Okay. I, I am guest services. So we look very similar. The uniform is exactly yeah. the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do simply work on the ground. I don't fly. I get to keep my feet firmly on the ground. You're not serving coffee? I'm not. Okay. But al- although I'd be very happy if you walked into our lounge <laughs> to offer okay. you a coffee. Okay. So you're working there. It's Christmas I time. Am. Yep. Christmas time. All different types of travelers, you know, and Christmas can be a tough time to travel. Mm-hmm. And I find Christmas a really emotional, but quite a romantic time of year. And, you know, being a singer who loves singing, who loves Christmas, I thought, you know what, maybe I could just jump on the microphone. Maybe I could just do something really sweet for the travellers. Now, you had done this before. I'd done this before, but just for myself and for my, my friends. So we open in the lounge at 4.30. Um, so we were there from about 4 o'clock and, and one of my fans there said, give us a song. Really? Yes. So I just kind of jumped on and, you know, no one else could hear it, but our staff that were in there. And it was, it was just a bit of fun. It was a really, really quick little song. But and you knew you could do it. Well, I knew I could do it. And yes. there's a nice uh, little echo. I mean, it there sounds is the nice. There is the acoustics. Yeah. yeah, it's got a beautiful echo. Any chance yeah. to have that, yeah. 
So you knew it would sound good. I knew it would sound okay. I mm-hmm. did. So I kind of just thought, well, maybe maybe I could do it. And I thought about it pretty quickly. Spoke to a friend, and she goes, "Well, yeah, give me a give me a camera. I'll record it." Yeah. And then because I do love my job and I love the lounge, I respect it. I You'd thought, probably like to keep the job. I'd like to keep the job, <laughs> and I was coming very very close to ten years. Oh, okay. So very yes. close. With, mm-hmm. We're talking within a couple of days. Yeah. And so I thought I'll just check with my manager. Probably a good idea. Good idea. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and I mean. He he didn't really know what to say. He, he, he was taken aback, and he, he said, I, I don't know. And he goes, I'm going to put it on you. And I thought, well, I'm just going to do it then. It's not going to be a bad thing. I can do this respectfully. Mm-hmm. I love people in here. And so I just made the announcement. Okay, well, let's have a recreation. So I basically, I went to the mic, and I just said, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Here in the lounge, we'd like to wish you a safe and Merry Christmas. And then I just went into... Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. So have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Fantastic. Oh, thank you. Oh, I just love that. And then meanwhile, yes. in the background yeah. is that guy. He's just, you know, coming up there to get something at yep. the counter. But you met him. I did. Later. I did. I was actually really, really hopeful that he would walk in. I mean, we have our regulars mm-hmm. that come into the lounge, um, but we have infrequent travelers. So I didn't know if I was going to see him again. Um, and it happened quite a number of months later. And he walked up and I thought, that's him, because I remember his name. I remembered mm-hmm. his name very, very clearly. And I said to him, I'm so sorry that you had no control <laughs> over what happened. And he said, I am a, you know, and I'm an ex-rugby player. He was a big, burly guy. Mm-hmm. And he said, I have never been given so much from my mates as I did <laughs> from that video. He said, but honestly, it was great. Well, he was having a bad day. He said, yeah, he was. He, he'd come in from a really big flight. I think he came in from the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, you know, it genuinely was a really sweet little thing to witness after a really, really, really long trip. Yeah, I just love how he kind of gives a double take. Like, I know. You're not expecting this. To oh, be- I even looked yeah. back on the video when it first happened. I thought that could not have been better. That <laughs> yeah, is just expression. the best reaction. Yeah. yeah. And so, of course, it then goes viral. It did. And so he goes viral too. Yes. But he I gets know. a hard time from his. He mates. did. He did. You know, I guess. I guess in that kind of rugby kind of culture. You don't expect to see <laughs> this guy in a sweet little Christmas video yeah, in the background yeah. that he's meant to be this burly kind of guy. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so how did it go viral? What happened after you recorded it? So I am very private on my social media, mm-hmm. and I was just going to post it for my close friends. Um, and then I have a, a very good friend of mine that is actually an incredible musician as well, and he's got quite a few followers. Mm. And he just said, I'm going to post this. This is the best thing I've seen in a really <laughs> long time. So he posted it, and I just thought, yeah, that's fine. I'm sure nothing will happen. And very quickly, I had a email in my inbox saying um, from a journalist, um, you know, hi, I'm a journalist. This is an incredible little thing. I'd love to, you know, I think it would be a really good story for mm-hmm. Christmas time. Yeah. Would you be interested? And I, I kind of just thought, oh, I'm not sure. Because of the gentleman that was in the background, I'm quite conscious yeah. of that. And I said to him, I'm going to have to check. 
I'll have to check with my uh, my managers. So mm-hmm. I did go to our public relations and I said to them, this is what's happened. And they quickly said, we'd like the journalist's name and the video. We need to see this. Mm-hmm. Sent it through. Within 10 minutes, I had a phone call back from our public affairs and she said, we want this. This is incredible. Um, you yeah, because it's good PR for them. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And little did I know how big it was going to be. So, you know, within... 10 minutes. I had an interview lined up with this journalist that afternoon. It was a really quick 10-minute interview. He'd said to me, you know, the um, the story will be online that afternoon. Mm-hmm. I got sent through the link and it just blew up. Within 24 hours, I was able to see the real meaning of viral and where oh, it can wow. go. It was just worldwide. So you're getting phone calls from where? Um, TVs. So I've, I went on one of the morning uh, news shows. Oh, wow. Um, a few radio stations mm-hmm. did contact me. Um, it got quite over- overwhelming yeah. uh, really, really quickly because I'd never had anything like that before. And, and luckily, my airline's public affairs actually became kind of like my own manager for about 48 hours, <laughs> uh, which was really good because I said to her, I am getting contacts from everywhere. And she yeah. said, you just come to me and we will orchestrate it. And it was really, really well oh, done. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I would have just... I wouldn't have known what to do. So they kind of put their official stamp of approval. They on did, it. yeah. So it did become quite a, um, a, you know, the airline was quite represented in it, mm-hmm. um, which was great. Yeah. It's a great airline, and I've worked there for eleven years now, and it's you know I still love it. Um, but it was it was well done. It was kind of right place, right time, and everything mm-hmm. just flowed. It just worked well. Okay, it goes viral. It does. Where does it all go? So from there, um, I mean, first of all, I, I sat there and I was watching it because social media is so prominent now. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching it just go from person to person and jump up on feeds. And it just, I lost count of where mm-hmm. it went. I lost count of how many people shared it. I knew that it had reached Germany, Japan, the US. You know, I had wow. people, friends in the US saying, you're in the New York Times. Really? This, yeah, he said oh, you're wow. on you're on shows over here, and I just sat back and thought this is incredible. And just this one spontaneous this little one little video Christmas that song. I, Christmas song that yeah. I never thought would go anywhere. Hmm. And I sat there and I thought, okay, there's one thing I want from this. I want to see Richard Branson share this video <laughs> because he's the guy that started so much of the airlines. Oh you know? wow! He's so uh, yeah, of course. You know, he's so incredibly well known, mm-hmm. and he's a yep. generous man. Yeah. And I was sitting on the couch at home and all of a sudden, there it comes. This, you know, this person with millions of followers that I admire so much and he shared the video. Oh, wow. And I screamed. <laughs> and my poor little girl sitting next to me just looked at me like, did you really have to do that? But I was so excited. I was so, so excited. Um, but that wasn't the best thing. That wasn't the best thing. I mean... It's hard um, to believe, but that wasn't the best it thing. It wasn't. And I'm going to leave this. that best thing for the okay, last right, because okay, with, right, with right. Sir Richard Branson, okay. I actually ended up getting an email at the end of... The year was just after, it may have been New Year's or it may have been just after Christmas, but I got an email and I thought it was actually spam because I thought there is no way Richard Branson would be emailing me. Mm -hmm. And he said something like, Beth, this is the true meaning of our heart, you know, Mm. as an airline Mm. and of Christmas. And he goes, it was magical. And he basically offered me a holiday to his island in Noosa. Oh, wow. So myself and my daughter and mum and dad, who have been there for me through mm-hmm. so, so much, we all went and spent a couple of nights on this exclusive island. And it, Well, he didn't tell me about this. I didn't think he would have. <laughs> it's amazing. It's well, amazing. Now, I, I suppose for the interest of full disclosure, the sure. only reason I even know this story <laughs> is because Dale Stagg, the CEO for Reach Beyond, mm. told me about this. Now, yes. the studio that we're speaking in, 
is located in the Reach Beyond building yes. here on the east side of Melbourne, where Dale, your father, yes. is the CEO. <laughs> and he maybe kind of bragged about you in the lunchroom oh, there. Nice. And I saw the video and I thought, oh, that's kind of neat. But I didn't know <laughs> where it was going and that it just went viral yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah, my dad, my biggest fan. Yep, he is. And that's how I know about yep. this. So then what happened? So after this incredible trip where we're, you know, my daughter, I've had to remind her that mum's not rich and those <laughs> holidays are not going to continue. That was a really special once off where, because, you know, it was just us on this incredibly beautiful island and I would be forever grateful. You're listening to a special Christmas edition of The Story. Today, singer and airline employee Bethany Stagg is sharing about her Christmas carol video and how it went viral. This eventually led her to receive an all-expense-paid trip to Richard Branson's island in Noosa, Queensland. But that is not the best part of this whole story. Next, we'll find out about a possible fairy tale ending. That and more when we return. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is a special Christmas edition of The Story. Today, Eric Scadabo is chatting with singer and airline employee Bethany Stagg. As we heard before the break, it all started when she came up with the idea of singing a Christmas carol over the loudspeaker for the people at the airport lounge where she works. This led to the video going viral, which led her to being invited to Richard Branson's island in Noosa, Queensland, where she enjoyed an all-expense-paid trip with her family. But... Now we're going to hear the best part of the whole story, a possible fairy tale ending. That wasn't the most incredible thing that ever came of it. I, The journalist that actually contacted me mm-hmm. to write that incredible story that then sent that video viral is now... You know, my, my boyfriend. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I didn't know about this. You didn't know about I this. I just knew about the, no. the video and then trying out for the voice because yeah. that's what your dad told me about. Yeah. Yeah. But now I'm hearing the rest of the story. Uh-huh. How did that come about? Well, it's quite funny. I mean, when we did that very, very, very short 10-minute interview, mm-hmm. he he knew that I had it some in love church. It was at first note. At, at first <laughs> note. Exactly. <laughs> He knew that I'd sung in church mm-hmm. and he made, in that 10 minutes, he made sure that he put in there that he didn't go to the church of the person. Like, So my friend that shared that video mm-hmm. uh, is also also goes to church, is also a Christian, mm-hmm. and Aaron had followed him from seeing him doing a gig or singing oh, in okay. the street. And Aaron made note saying, now I don't, I don't go to his church, but I do go to church. Mm. So he just wanted me to be oh, very aware. Oh, he let you know that. He, okay. he wanted me to know that mm-hmm. he did have faith. Okay. Okay. And so after it kind of blew over and it settled down a little bit, I actually, I was that person that first made contact and I just said to him, I just want to thank you for seeing something in this little video. I mm. said, nothing may come of it, but it has been incredible and I'm really thankful. Mm-hmm. And very quickly, he asked me out for a coffee and the rest mm. is history. That's how it starts. <laughs> That's how it starts. Just a coffee. <laughs> Wow, who would have thought? I know. A little song in the lounge room there. Yeah. At the Melbourne Airport. Yep. 
Wow, that is special. It is. We're talking to Bethany Stagg, and she has quite a story, as we've been hearing. But now let's kind of go back and find out the rest of the story. Tell us about your background, being born and raised, and how you came to faith in the first place. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I was born into a good family, and I guess a relatively you have to normal say that. family. Dale's I do. Listening yes. Outside the door. Here. Yes, Dad is a very good dad. <laughs> smart, smart move there. But it was, and it was a happy childhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, grew up riding up and down on a gravel driveway, not wearing helmets, riding mm. the bikes. You know, it was a really happy childhood. Um, and growing up, you know, we moved from Adelaide into Melbourne, mm-hmm. and I had my high school years in Melbourne. And I guess along the way. As you get older, life gets a bit tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, I did fall into a bit of an illness. I've struggled with um, a kidney disease. And I guess through that, I then ended up having a marriage breakdown and became a single mum very mm. quickly. And my little girl was um, was uh, premature due to my kidney disease. Mm. Um, and so she was born two months early. And I know that there's a lot of children that are born a lot earlier. But it was a really tough time, you know, having a little girl in in this, you know, NICU unit, but at the same time having to make sure my health was going okay as well. And I think in that time, you know, I'd been raised in a Christian family. Mm. I'd been raised to know God. And for me, it was just that he was always evident. Mm. But not until I went through that really, you know, tough couple of years Mm. did I really know that I had to rely on him. Mm. And my faith actually grew quite quite strong around that time because, you know, in previous years, I just kind of sat back and and I was fine to kind of just have this mediocre relationship Mm -hmm. with him. Kind of lukewarm. Very lukewarm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very lukewarm. You know, would would say, yes, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. But that was pretty much, you know, he was always extremely important and Mm -hmm. I I could never deny that he was real. But I think going through that time with Mia being so little and my health and having to find the courage to really be that single mum and be the best mum I could possibly be... Mm -hmm. um, I relied on him heavily and mm-hmm. he really showed himself evident, you know, evidently to me. And there was no way that I could deny that he is real. Just even the peace of going through having this little girl that I didn't know if I was actually going to take mm-hmm. her home from hospital. Wow. Um, even though, you know, she was just little and had to grow. But you don't know when you're in this completely, I guess, quite an isolated environment um, of all these little sick babies. You just don't know mm. what's going to happen. It's so, you know, they're, they're out of you know, they're safe home early and they're trying to grow, but you just don't know. But he was so real to me and I've never felt so much peace. And how old is your daughter now? She's eight, going on okay. 28. I should say that she is currently on the other side of this building being babysat <laughs> yep. by your by goading father. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a very good job. That's right. So what else would you like to share with us today? Um, I guess, you know, in the period from then to here for where mm-hmm. we are right now, mm-hmm. There was a period of me thinking, even though I was a hopeless romantic and Disney movies gave me a completely irrational view on how your fairy tale should <laughs> yes, end, <laughs> yes. um, I think I didn't really come to that point because I never wanted to get to the point of going, well, maybe it's just not in God's plan for me to meet someone. Mm. Maybe I'm meant to, my role is to be the best mum I can possibly be, to be the advocate she needs, mm-hmm. um, to be the strength she needs, and maybe that is my role. Um, and so for six years, you know, I really just thought, okay, well, mm. well, maybe, but I didn't want to let go completely, you know, and, and meeting Aaron, I, I honestly just did not expect that that was going to happen. And that has, you know, he's changed my life around as well in so many ways, so many ways. I mean, he's really opened my eyes to a lot more about God than what I was possibly willing to question. Mm. So he's helped you grow on your faith as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just really being courageous to actually... I guess, ask the big questions, 
You know, God's mm-hmm. God's not yeah. too big to have questions asked. But I'm just thinking about the irony here. Mm. You just said you were raised on the Disney movies, the oh, fairy yes. tales, and that gave you an unrealistic view yeah. of the world. Yep. And now it looks like you're kind of living a fairy tale. <laughs> it's quite incredible because mum even <laughs> After said... After you've gotten over the fairy tale. Exactly. Well, exactly right. Mm, and mum yeah. mum looked at me one day and she goes, I know you think it's weird and that, you know, Disney's, you know, it's it's very unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. She said, but God has actually given you your own fairy tale. Mm, yeah. And he has. He really has. So what does Aaron have to say about all this? I think sometimes, you know, he's he. we have this running joke where... It's that I will say, well, if I had never sung that Christmas carol, we would never met. And he goes, yes, but if I hadn't have written the article, we would never met. So it's going to be forever, this one argument of who takes credit (laughs) for actually meeting. But but we we do have a lot of moments where we just kind of look at each other and it's you can't say any words. It's just this incredible, you know, God-orchestrated relationship. Okay, Aaron, if you're listening, not to put any pressure on you, but... Put the pressure on him. You have to complete this fairy tale ending. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, I think it would be fitting to have another Christmas carol. Oh, I'd love to. Which one have you picked out for us? Oh, I, I love every Christmas carol, but I think one of my favorites is probably Oh, Holy Night. Okay. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Saviour's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appears and the soul felt its worth a thrill of hope the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn Fall on your knees Oh, hear the angel voices Oh, night divine Oh, night when Christ was born on Are you going to sing again at the lounge? I mean, are they going to ha- let you have a repeat performance? Well, it's a possibility. <laughs> I mean, we're coming up to Christmas, and I am working Christmas Eve, and I do have guests often ask what's coming next, <laughs> but I'm just not sure. I'm not sure if I can recreate something so incredible. It was a one-time it was thing. Amazing. It was so special. I really do think it was a really special one-time thing. Now, as far as your singing career yeah. goes, it also led to other opportunities to sing. Is that it right? It did. It did, yeah. I um, I mean, I, I've really only ever known being in a worship team, which, mm-hmm. to be honest, is probably my my favourite. There's nothing like singing for the reason 
I was meant to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I actually got um, contacted by one of the producers of The Voice and mm-hmm. they actually said that they'd seen the video um, and they just wanted to ask and give me the opportunity if I'd like to audition. So, you know, I, I got to a, a certain point, but then they just, you know, they kind of said, we won't take you any further this time, but, you know, feel free to audition next year, which I probably won't, um, mm-hmm. only because I don't, I just don't think those those shows are for myself. Mm-hmm. Um I'd be much happier to be in a corner on a piano singing and and just having people listening. I don't I don't need the fame, mm. um, but to be able to be paid and make a living from doing what you love would mm-hmm. be my ultimate goal. Yeah, that'd be kind of nice. It would be, wouldn't it? Well, you didn't make the voice. I didn't. But you did make the story. Oh yeah. So this is kind of a consolation prize. Oh, I'm more than happy with this one. <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> Absolutely perfect. <laughs> so what is the future for you singing? The future, I think, if anything, the voice has probably given me a little bit more of um, just a go ahead to to really build up a repertoire of songs mm-hmm. that I could easily sit down at any given moment because I do play piano mm-hmm. and just start singing. Yes. Okay, if any record executives are listening today, <laughs> you can contact us through Reach Beyond. Absolutely. Your dad would be happy to be your manager. Oh, I'm sure he would take that in a heartbeat. But I'm also, I, I really would like to be able to do both with the worship mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, Still singing I, at church? No, I'm at the, in the moment, I'm actually trying to actually establish myself in a church again. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I it's only because meeting Aaron, we're from different sides mm-hmm. of, of Victoria okay. in a way. Um, so we'll be doing, I'll be doing a move next mm-hmm. year once we're married, Aaron rings. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll all we probably... we got to finish this fairy we, tale. We've got to finish the fairy tale. <laughs> so we'll probably as a family find a church that we can really cement ourselves in and then I will I'll make my way on to the worship team. Fantastic. Bethany Stagg, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Eric, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Well, what a special voice Bethany Stagg has. And it was a treat to hear her sing another Christmas carol. And this just in. Her father says she's just been contacted by Australia's Got Talent regarding possibly participating in their TV program. So we'll have to see what she decides to do about that. And as Eric mentioned earlier, her father is Dale Stagg, CEO of the international shortwave radio ministry, Reach Beyond. And he was also a recent guest here on The Story. If you'd like to contact Bethany regarding any singing opportunities, I'm sure her proud father would be happy to pass on her details if you contact him at reachbeyond.org.au. Finally, it was great to hear how Bethany is using her God-given talent. Now she took a little risk by singing that carol at the airport lounge where she works. A beautiful example of how we can use our gifts to be a blessing to others this Christmas season and throughout the year. Well, thanks for joining us for this special Christmas edition of The Story. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas time and Bing Crosby is on the radio singing about Christmas snow. And for one day, one glorious day, the shops cease their screaming. The neighbours go from their quiet, cold selves to mildly friendly with a shy smile and gentle wave. It's like magic. It's happening. It's Christmas time. John Inglesos is an award-winning poet, writer and performer and he's written a special poem that really captures the spirit of this time of year called It's Christmas Time. He'll recite it for us and share some of his story next time. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life.
This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.